The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Astros Baseball. It's Memorial Day. Uh, Today on this episode, we're going to cover the three games in Seattle, which the Astros score a total of three runs. And then also today's game with the Oakland A's. That went quite well. Once again, I'm joined by my co-host, third coast, Tom. Tom, what's up, buddy? I'm good, Rob. How you doing, sir? I'm doing good. That was a great game. I had a great weekend uh, over there in Corpus watching the hooks. What'd you do? I had a uh, graduation to go to in Huntsville. Um, I have a niece that uh, graduated Huntsville High. They do their uh, their graduations at the Coliseum, Sam Houston's Coliseum. So it was pretty cool to check out, you know, Sam Houston State's um, basketball, volleyball area, whatever. And uh, just did some barbecuing, some grilling, and just hung out, had a couple of dope beverages. I went to Corpus and watched uh, both games. Or not, I mean, I think they play six games, but I watched two games. We went over there twice. Uh, we met Luke Berryhill's parents over there. They were really cool. We had a lot of fun. I, I also had a couple of adult beverages each night, each night. But it was so hot, I didn't even get a buzz because you drink it and it just sweats. <laughs> it sweats right out. Uh, but we had fun, and Saturday was probably one of the best games I've ever seen. They were playing Wichita Power Surge, which what an I don't what is it about Wichita? The colleges, the Shockers, and these guys are the Power Surge. Is that like some power capital of the world? Why, why do they have power names? Definitely have to figure that out because that does make a lot of sense that they would be some sort of power capital or something, you know, energy capital, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is this is what we do on the podcast. We tell you stuff that we don't know, and then we got to look it up. <laughs> but that's what we'll do every day. When we can't figure, when we don't know something, we'll look it up and share it to you, share it with you at the beginning. But Wichita was up eleven to four, and the Hooks are at the bottom of their division, so they're not very good. But I think the thing is, they don't have really good pitchers. They give up a lot of runs, and they kind of have slugfest games. But they were down 11 to four. We were feeling pretty, pretty blue. And, uh, but the bottom of the fourth, they scored a ton of runs. And then uh, it was 11 to nine at one time. And then a ground out made it 11 to 10, a wild pitch. They got the lead to tie it up. There was a home run in the fifth that made it 12 to 11. They came down from 11 to four to take the lead 12 to 11. Uh, but in the eighth inning, Wichita had a home run and a single. And took the lead, took the lead 13 to 12, took the air out of the stadium a little bit there. But uh, the Ast- I mean, not the Astros, but the Hooks, they come back. They had a double, RBI double. Made it, they tied it up at 13. And then uh, Arias had a single, brought in Barry Hill for the winning run. And that was so cool what happened at the game because it was Luke's birthday. And that's why, another reason that they were there and why we met him there. And he sang the national anthem. And he sang it good. And his, I mean, his mom was, was choked up because he did such a good job. You know, but an offensive game, Wichita, 13 runs on 14 hits. The, the hooks, 14 runs on 15 hits. And not only, I pointed this out on Twitter, but not only did Luke sing the national anthem, 
but he went three for five and a walk, had an RBI and he scored three runs, including the leading run or the winning run at the end of the game. But what I want to tell you this, let's talk about the national anthem. I want to bring this up before we get into the games. But Gabe Kapler, he's the manager of the Giants, and I almost said the 49ers. <laughs> and he came out, you know, after the shooting in Uvalde and said, I'm not going to go out for the national anthem anymore until this, you know, things change here. And I'm okay with that. I mean, you're in the military, so I want to get your opinion. But I know we have freedom in America. And when Kaepernick was doing the kneeling during the anthem, you know, it kind of rubbed everybody the wrong way because it's something you haven't seen before because everybody looks at the anthem as, you know, respect this anthem. It's It means something. But I'm kind of at this point, it's like, okay, if this guy feels that this is the right thing to do, and he's not going to be on the field kneeling, he's just going to, you know, be in the dugout or the locker room or whatever. And I don't have a problem with it. And I don't know if anybody else has a problem with it, but I wanted to get your opinion. What do you think about it? I'll be honest. I'll, I'll be, I'll be very, very honest. Do I, I don't, I don't love it. I, I don't love it. Um, I didn't love the Kaepernick kneeling. I don't love the, I don't love the, the kind of like, and everybody makes this argument, right? It's not about the flag. It's not about, but I mean, there's, I feel, I feel like there's other ways to do it. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a, a better way. I don't think you impact anyone like like you feel like you should by sort of disrespecting the flag. And people will tell you that they don't disrespect it. But it's like one of those things like, you know, as, as, as a military member, you know, everything revolves around the flag. Right. We have rules, you know, with the flag and just just I feel like that's one of the things you just don't touch. But that's just me personally. I'm never going to tell anybody they're wrong. I'm never going to say. You know, that's the freedom that we fight for, right? You're yeah. right to do basically what, what you want to do, but I don't love it. See, that's my opinion. I may not be, I may not agree with it, but I'm going to allow you to have your opinion without beating you down for it. If that's how you feel, then that's how you feel. I, I, I don't have to agree with you, but we can still get along. That's my point. Everybody is like, you don't agree with me. Let's cancel you. Let's cancel baseball. Let's cancel the Giants. Let's like they're going overboard. But I did a poll earlier today. I think there's still 17 hours left, but 53 votes are in and 87% of people that voted said that it doesn't bother them or it doesn't. It didn't say they didn't bother them. It said they don't care. So it's more, you know, so that's what I'm saying. I don't care. Like I'm the way the world is now, that's just a small thing. But I would assume it bothers you because you're a military guy. I again, I, it's one of those things. Like I have to look at both sides, right? Like the 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 military aspect. Oh, we would never, we would never be okay with it. You know what I mean? Like like in uniform, that kind of thing. You just would, you know, we have like we have all this, all these different things, you know, that just kind of speak to that where you have to respect, you know, show those courtesies all the time. But the civilian side is kind of like, that's your freedom. That's your right. You can do basically yeah. what, what you want to do. And as long as you're not disrespecting anybody while you're doing it, that's your within your right to do so. Someone else had tweeted earlier today. Why don't we just remove the anthem from the games and then it won't be political? <laughs> no, the anthem is not political. The anthem is. It is a. uh what do you call it, buddy, when you do it all the time? A ritual. Right, right. And 
for anyone to say, don't do it anymore. And you, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, about Luke singing the anthem. And I guess it might've touched me more because it was someone that I knew doing it, but it's like, why would you want to get rid of that? The anthem should make all of us feel like one. It should join us closer together. People shouldn't use the anthem to split everybody up. Totally agree. Uh, today, for example, the game, you know, I'm an Air Force guy. There was an uh, Airman First Class from the Air Force that sang it, and she absolutely killed it today. It was awesome. I loved it. And, you know, that I felt the exact same way you did. Yeah, I love the anthem. Keep it going. All right. So let's talk about the, I mean, okay, game one against the Mariners. The story here is we got beat six to one. But the real story is Verlander got hammered for like four home runs, gave up 10 hits and six runs, but he still threw 99 pitches and got and gave us six innings. What an amazing performance for someone that gave up six runs. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, he could have very well, you know, got pulled out of that game, fourth, fifth inning, you know, especially coming off of Tommy John. That would have been totally understandable, but for him to do the warrior thing, and look, look, I'm going to eat innings because that's what the team's going to need for 162 games to be able to have that bullpen still be fresh and be sharp when they need to go out. He just did a great job. Yeah, I like his reaction. Instead of, you know, throwing his glove and being mad, he's just kind of like, wow, like, dang, I can't believe he hit another one. But Seth Martinez, another big, this, this guy pitched two innings to give him nine innings on the season without any runs. Great. I love the way he throws. He kind of throws it low, right? His delivery is low. Yeah, it looks kind of like a sidearm type thing. Yeah. I think it's really deceptive. I think I think he's going to have that working in his favor the entire year. You know, teams are just going to have to see him a couple times before they can really pick it up. I got to get the guy's name, but the, the Wichita team had a lefty. His ERA was under one, and he had a weird delivery like that, like – like it was coming from behind his back and then it came. I don't know. It was just, I need to ask, I want to ask Luke about it because he went against him late in the game. And I think he struck out yesterday on the second game when they got beat. But that guy looked for that. I wish I could get that guy's name. It's something, something with a K. But again, there's two things, two things for the next <laughs> episode. Saturday, the stories are Keedy. Everybody was bad mouthing. Remember last time and we I, I put the post that. He uh, was good on good at home and bad on the road. He had another bad outing, four and two thirds innings. Only lasted, got taken out in the uh, the fifth inning. Twelve hits, six runs. That's the difference in him and Verlander, right there, buddy. He he didn't get out of sixth. We used Abreu, Maton, and Blake Taylor. It's it just a different kind of ball game, a different kind of pitcher. Yeah, I agree. I think you know for him, he really. Uh, thrives when he's able to you really pound the zone. And I think, unfortunately, when people get on top of him and just start to really see him, you know, real well, you know, he's very, very hittable where Justin, is, uh, for example, he's able to still throw a whole lot of swing and miss stuff, you know, off the plate. So, so far, 0-2 against Seattle. Then we go to uh, game three, Luis Garcia. He pitched well, six innings, four hits and one run. Uh, one walk and six strikeouts. Jeremy Payne had a solo home run, his eighth home run of the year. They were up one to zero. Ty France tied it up. And then Alvarez had an RBI single, and that made it two to one. He brought in Aledmus Diaz. But in the bottom of the ninth, 
uh, Ryan Presley got us in some trouble there and he got out of it. That was, that was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. He loaded up the bases and we're, we're over here thinking all the terrible things, right? Please just keep it to one, whatever. At least myself personally, I'm like, please find a way to just keep this game tied so we can keep playing. And then he got the, the critical double play to get out of it. Yeah, it was great. So today on the broadcast, they had the, uh, the Stroh's poll. And I wanted to share that and get your opinion. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same answer. And I think we, we're going to both agree with uh, the fans that voted on AT&T. But it said, uh, who's the best? Who's been the best out of the bullpen so far? And I quote tweeted it. I said, Montero by a landslide. He's going to. And what'd you say the final was? The final tally? He, he won with 71% of the vote. Yeah, it was easy. Who, who else? It was Naris. Probably got second. See, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah. He was second. And I I, I feel Naris is a guy just because he's so used. They just throw him out there. It seems like every game you get Hector Naris. So for me, it was it was him. But I mean, I I can't fault the 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 masses for picking Montero. He's been lights out. Yeah, so that was a very, very good win. And then like Blummer said, if you watch the broadcast today, we won one game against Seattle and we still picked up games on LA because I believe they got swept. And then uh, we go to today's game. Today was today's game was really good. Uh, we got Framber against Blackburn who was five and O with a 1.70 ERA and he was looking good. And then uh, they had mentioned that, and this is kind of like a jinx and we'll talk about that with Mark Berman or not with them, but about him. And they had mentioned that he didn't have enough innings to qualify to be on the on the top list and as soon as he got there as soon as he pitched enough innings to be able to be listed in the uh, era top charts Jordan hit a home run on <laughs> and he crushed it yeah big bomb 469 feet 113 miles an hour wow. uh absolutely a tank top of the fifth martin maldonado had an rbi Single, Brian and Jose Siri. The Astros are up two to zero. Martin Maldonado batting 128, but he has 14 hits and 11 RBIs. <laughs> if he gets a hit, something happens. Absolutely love it because you know he's going to have traffic all the time. Yeah. And then right after that, Altuve had a two run homer and brought him in, and the Astros are up four to zero. Framber, no hitter through five innings, and uh, Mark Berman. Is that his name, Bar Berman or Bremen? It's Berman. It's Berman, right? Okay. Mark Berman from Fox tweeted out that he had a no-hitter going. And then uh, Brian McTaggart kind of eyeballed him a little because he, you know, <laughs> he got in trouble for that. Do you have any issue with that? I don't at all. I said, yeah. Framber went to the dugout and checked his Twitter feed, and that jinxed him. I know, I know uh, the masses don't love it. I know Ben Verlander came out not too long ago and was like, hey, we got to stop doing that. The national media, you know, jinxing uh, no hitters because, I mean, it's, it's a thing, right? They're, they're all big superstitious guys. But, I mean, like you said, no one's going to their Twitter feed. You know, he either has it or he doesn't. I mean, there's somebody. There's somebody in the world watching TV that says, wow, this guy's a no hitter. There's someone that, that texts one of their friends, Hank Framer has a no hitter. But it's funny. That he did it, and he gave up the hit right after that, and then Loriano brought the guy in to make it four to one, and really no offense after that until Jordan hit another bomb. I think this one was about what four forty four this time, his fourteenth home run of the year. Astros up five to one. 
Yeah, they really should walk that guy. I mean, you know, you know, Bregman's got his thing with, you know, they should walk me. And they, they do the shift, even though he hits the off fields and it's like 3-1. You probably should just put him on. But I appreciate pitchers trying him because, you know, he's going to keep hitting, you know, crazy home runs. You know, when swingers hit home, a batter swing and hit home runs and it just looks like they come out of their shoes. Jordan looks like it's just all flick of the wrist, little arm, and he just kills it. He killed that ball. I know the wind was helping because they showed a graphic that Altuve's would have went to the warning track if it wasn't for the for the wind. But hey, it was windy, and both teams had the same chance to hit in the wind. So I'm not. I don't care about that at all. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought it was really cool how they start tracking that right with like the jet streams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like it still would have been a, a hit regardless, but the fact that it got out because the you know the wind carried it was pretty pretty cool. So they brought up that Framber had three starts in a row, or he had two in a row. He was going for three in a row uh, to to get through seven innings, and he did, and they didn't jinx him. And then he got through the eighth inning, his first time ever, and he had ninety three pitches. Did you think they were going to bring him back out because nobody was warming up? I did. I know Dusty's really big on giving guys a chance to, you know, finish stuff like like when uh, Verlander went, you know, his eight innings, he gave him every opportunity to finish it out. So uh, plus, like you spoke to the game prior or two games prior where they used the bullpen up a lot. This was an opportunity to give them an extra day. So he was so economical with his pitches, you know, had that that slider, that curveball really working. So I was glad they did it. Yeah, and just like that, you know, his uh, he walks a guy in the bottom of the ninth, and then Presley starts warming. So they jinxed him, saying nobody was warming up. <laughs> after out number one, he threw 105 pitches. At, after out number two, it was 110, but he got out of it. He struck the guy out. Complete game, nine innings, two hits, one run. Three walks, seven strikeouts, 257 ERA. Alvarez went two for four. Altuve went two for four. And the Astros only had six hits, so it was a two-man show. Alvarez and Altuve, the Astros are now 31-18. and 18. So if you look at the Oakland pitchers for the series, they had Blackburn, who came in at 5-0 and with 170. Montez has a 328 ERA, but he's 2-4. and four. And the guy on Wednesday has a 315 ERA. These are very good ERAs, but... If you look at their offense, they're at the bottom of every category or, or 28th or below. Yeah, they really don't have anybody in the lineup that scares you, right? There's, I mean, there's good hitters there. I'm not, I'm not you know, dogging Oakland at all. But nobody that you're going, like like Jordan, they don't have that guy that, you know, can carry a team just with, you know, one swing for a series like kind of he's doing right now. So you really feel like if you can get a couple of runs against those guys, you can have a really good opportunity. So we got two more games against Oakland. We're off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. They got the Kansas City Royals for the first time. Uh, I, I'd like to see if we gonna, we're going to match up against Grinky. That would be pretty awesome. And then they go back home for a six-game homestand against Seattle and Miami. Would you like to see that? I mean, you'd have to be ridiculous not to want to see them go against Grinky, right? That's not a dumb and- question. I, I, selfishly for the Strohs, I don't want them to see him because I just oh. I just feel like he would do one of those crazy turn the clock back, you know, 
I would see him strike out like Jordan with a 45 mile an hour, you know, whatever that is, EFIS pitch that he's got. I just, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I want that. Have you got, have you got any news on Kyle Tucker? No, there's still no MRI. Um, or at least there, there, there is an MRI, but there's no findings of it. Um, he was in uniform today, which I think that's a positive. Uh, whereas, you know, I looked into the dugout and I saw McCullers there, but he had no Jersey on. So I feel like if they needed him if for, for a, whatever, he might've been able to do something. I, th- I hope it's just precautionary. I hope they do they're doing him a lot. Like they were doing Pena. We we're we're not going to put him on the IL. We're just going to give him a couple of days off. Well, it's good to go, uh, you know, to win two out of the last four games on the road there. I don't When's the last time he played? Did he play Friday? I believe so. I believe he was, he was in Friday and then he was a late scratch Saturday with foot soreness. Okay. So Friday he got hurt. So we, we did pretty good without him. I mean, I, I'm, I don't say that I want to go without him <laughs> any longer. I hope that like, like, like we were just talking about, it's one of those things where, you know, Pena was the same way, right? We didn't know what he was going to do, you know, had the knee thing going on. Then the next day he was in the lineup. So hopefully maybe tomorrow, you know, tuck DHs or something. I think that's a way to like keep him off his legs, but still have his bat. Yeah. I had a guest on the show and asked him about Pena and he said he'd probably be out until the all-star break. So I was shocked to shocked to have him come back, but we'll get Tucker back soon. Hopefully. I mean, we just got to score some runs and it seems like against these guys just because as soon as the Astros had four runs, I figured we're, we're done. We're going to win this because these guys can't score. They have nobody. What a weak team. And I was surprised when I was, this is what I thought when, before the game started, I was thinking these guys have been competing with us. And then one year they, they won the AL West and they just dismantled their team. Well, I don't know why you would do that. There's nobody even at the games. I mean, they're the owners of, of Moneyball, right? Like, you know, that that's that movie, that whole thing is is all about them. So I really feel like they get as much as they can out of, you know, they guys that they can, and they just don't spend any money. And then that's How why are they making money. There's no one at the games. Well, when you don't spend money, I guess it kind of works oh, yeah. out, right? <laughs> Probably from TV. I think a lot, they, make, they make enough money from TV. That's what they're. That and MLB's got the revenue sharing thing, right? So, you know, the big market teams, when they go over, you know, they share it amongst all those small market teams, that kind of deal. That's definitely not fair. But I'll tell you this. What is today, the 30th? Today is indeed the 30th. And tomorrow's the 31st, which is your last day to enter the Dugout Mugs giveaway. Send your email to Astros Baseball Podcast at gmail.com and put the word dad in there. And uh, I'll do the drawing. Whenever we do our next podcast, it'll probably be Thursday evening. We'll let y'all know who wins. So if you you want to win, this is probably – actually, I'll give you till Wednesday. I'll give you till we do the podcast on Thursday. We'll extend it for them. What do you think about that? I think that's great. I think you guys really need to get at it because I know that I wanted the mug. Well, now, you, now you can't have it. <laughs> I cannot, but I did want it. When you, when you used to come on temporarily just to help me out, you could get it. And now you can't. You're done. <laughs> I, messed you can't up. I, I messed up. I should have got in there then. So what are your takes on the Astros before we go? What are your final thoughts? I mean, three runs at Seattle, but they turned it on today. So who knows? They always play good in, the, they always play good in Oakland, I guess. 
true. They, they've uh, won the season series, I think, six out of the last seven years with Oakland. So uh, they've, they've always done well against them. Again, the pitching has just carried this team, and it's awesome. But at the same time, it's a little scary because we always worried about, you know, where the offense would be. We're still waiting for that Bregman to be the, the guy that we need him to be. I feel like they if they could just get it clicking just a little bit better, take it from three runs to five runs, you know, whatever, more consistently, that's going to be the team that's going to be really, you know, the postseason version of the Astros that we're used to seeing. Yeah, they scored more runs this game than they did in the entire three games in Seattle. But I'll take it. I'll take a win. They're 31 and 18. I don't, I don't even know who played today because they said there's only five games in the American League. But after Sunday, they were three and a half games ahead of LA, seven ahead of Texas, and 10 against 10 ahead of Seattle, and 11 ahead of Oakland, which that's 12 now. Uh, but looking forward to uh, Christian Javier getting back on the horse and have another good outing. And then Wednesday, looking for JV to bounce back and not give up four home runs. <laughs> he's probably going to be something special that day because, you know, he's he's not been sleeping well since that game. That's been eating at him. I think so, too. I think he's going to bounce back. That, the game he had the other day was just a blip. It was just something that does that rarely happens, and I, I highly doubt it, and I'm almost willing to bet, just like Tom, that it will not happen again. Yep, I definitely uh, can't wait. I can't wait for his next start because I, I, I got to feel like it's going to be a crazy K number or, you know, a complete game, you know, flirt with a no-no maybe. He's, he's going to be special. Ooh, that's a good poll. Complete game, 10 plus Ks. What else could he do? No hitter. No hitter. Ooh, well, he'd probably get everything there then. <laughs> I hope he does. I'm, I'm pulling for that one. All right, so we're looking for two more wins in Oakland. I'll be okay with one. Go 50-50 at home for all, for all I care. I mean, on the road, and then uh, win at home. That's how you have, end up with a good record. So anyway, that's all we have for today. For Tom, thanks for tuning in uh, to today's episode. Don't forget to enter the contest or the giveaway for the dugout mug. We really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys Thursday night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.